This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3544 Friday, the 25th of February 2022. Today's show is entitled HSV Components Layer Modes and is part of the series GIMP. It is hosted by Ayuka and is about 20 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is more on layer modes in GIMP with the HSV Components Modes. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, this is Ahuka, welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our ongoing GIMP series. And what I want to do today is talk about HSV components layer modes. Um, We've got this and then one more section and then we complete layer modes and move on to discussion of something else. Um, So, uh, these Two new modes um, have not yet been documented, unfortunately, but I have been able to get a lot of information about them from a variety of sources. Um, One of them is the Linuxtopia GIMP guide, um, link in the show notes, and Mike Davies, uh, of course, with his um, review of the layer modes on his YouTube channel. Again, a link in the show notes for all of this. Um, so HSV, what does that mean? Well, HSV stands for hue, saturation, and value. Um, and this opens up, I think, the whole topic of color models, which we've kind of talked about, but let's be a little more systematic about it. The one we've used mostly so far is what's called the RGB model. And that's the model that's used for web graphics. So... It's it's probably the one you're most familiar with uh, encountering, um, and it is the default model in GIMP. It is also the model used in televisions. Now, you can see this with a good magnifying glass, or a neat trick is you can use your cell phone camera and just keep zooming in. You don't have to take a picture. Just keep zooming in, and you will eventually magnify it enough that you will see the individual red, green, and blue component dots in the picture. It's, uh, it, it, it's, you have to zoom in a lot with modern, um, uh, TVs that tend to be, uh, high def. Um, back in the old days when I had a, a cathode ray color TV, it was a lot easier. You could just, you didn't even need to zoom in that much. You just needed to stand close to it to see it. But the RGB model is the default model for broadcast television. Uh, Now, this is what we call an additive model because the three primary colors are added together to produce all the other colors. So if you max out your three primary colors, full red, full green, full blue, you get pure white. 
or if you set them all to zero, you get pure black. Now, if you just max out two of the primary colors, you'll get one of the secondary colors. So, red plus blue gives you magenta, red plus green gives you yellow, and green plus blue gives you cyan. And that brings us to the CMYK color model. Now, this is what we call a subtractive color model and is used in printing. For example, if you wanted to prepare a piece to be printed at a commercial printer, you would need to prepare it using the CMYK color model. Uh, my wife uh, spent many years working in the commercial printing industry, so I've had some insight into how all of that works. And, of course, anyone using an inkjet printer knows those are the colors of ink you need if you want to print. Now, this is called subtractive because what you're doing, really, is you're starting with a white piece of paper. And the fact that it's white means it reflects all colors of light equally. What the inks do is actually subtract certain colors from the reflection by absorbing them. So the cyan ink absorbs red, but it will reflect green and blue. The magenta ink absorbs green light, but reflects red and blue. And the yellow ink absorbs blue, but reflects red and green. Now, theoretically, combining all three inks should give you a very nice black. Uh, but, as... Well, there's two problems with this. The, the inks don't absorb perfectly, so they will still let some color come through, although it may not be enough for you to notice. Uh, but for commercial printers, that's an important thing. And for many purposes, such as printing text, um, you just want to be black anyway. Why use three inks to get... That would be very wasteful. So having the, the black ink by itself is a useful part of the process. Okay, so we've looked at the two models that uh, people may be familiar with to some degree already. So what's this HSV color model? Now this describes color in terms of three values. The first hue um, describes color using both RGB and CMY colors and is often pictured using a cone or a cylinder. The colors fill a 360-degree circle, with red starting at 0 degrees, green starting at 120 degrees, and blue starting at 240 degrees. And, of course, midway between the primary colors, you get the three secondary colors. So hue is the color part of that. Saturation is the amount of gray in the color, and the lower the saturation, the more gray. Um, while higher saturation makes for more vibrant colors. One way to turn a color image to a black and white image, for instance, is to reduce the saturation to zero, though that may not be the best way to do it. Um, finally, value is a measure of the brightness, or how much light is emitted from an area. The idea of the HSV model, as the creators put it, was to more closely model how humans perceive colors. And that's one of the things that's kind of important looking at this, because things like uh, RGB are, you know, very technical. Um, they're how things are measured by instruments and things like that. How people perceive things when they're looking at them can be different. 
So, if you want to see uh, some of this stuff, if you go into GIMP, um, and one of the things you're doing all the time is you're picking your foreground and background colors. And that's just something you'll do probably 40 or 50 times in a session uh, just to uh, do the stuff you want to do when you're working with images. Well, when you click the, the uh, foreground, um, a little window pops up that says change foreground color. And you've probably done that a bunch of times. And you could type in an HTML notation or use selectors of various kinds. But if you take a look in this window, in the upper right, you'll see LCH and HSV, which are these two alternate color models. We're talking about HSV this time. We'll talk about LCH next time. So if you click the HSV, you are going to see those values. So, you know, you do that, you click the HSV. First, you'll see the red, green, and blue, which you're used to, and, and you probably never paid attention to the others. But right under it, you'll see HS and V, and you can manipulate um, those. Now, you can do it in a variety of ways. You have, you can just type directly in there to type in a numeric value between 0 and 100. Um, you could use up and down um, arrow buttons to change the numbers. Or you can use a slider. Um, so if you take a look at, at the left side of this window, you see two things. You see a, a, a rectangle, a large rectangle, with what looks like crosshairs in it. Um, and then next to it, you see a very thin vertical rectangle with what looks like a color spectrum. Um, so you can set the hue by looking at that color spectrum, and you'll see there's a little horizontal bar on it that you can move up and down and choose where you want to be in there. Um, similarly, with saturation, um, you can do that, again, by typing in a number or hitting an up and down arrow button, or use the take a look at the large rectangle and use the vertical bar of the crosshairs and move that around to set saturation. And value, you'd look at the horizontal bar of the crosshairs and move that up or down. Okay, So if you want to learn more about the general topic of color models, which I've introduced here, there's, I've put a link in the show notes to a Wikipedia article that you might find interesting. Now, let's get to these layer modes. Um, HSV hue is the first one. And this takes the hue value from the top layer and combines it with the saturation and value from the bottom layer. Now, to illustrate how you might do this, I created a layer and filled it with a brown color. Um, and the brown color I picked had the HTML color value of 857369. Um, and I made that the top layer. And in the bottom, I used my toy image. Now, you, you always set layer modes on the top layer. Uh, so I make sure that the toy image is just normal. And then the color layer above that, I set to HSV hue. 
Well, it, it had a brown color, so you'd expect it's going to make the image a little browner, and it does that. So what was originally mostly a blue image is now mostly brown. Uh, what was yellow in the original has migrated to orange. Um, but in most other respects, the image is pretty much the same. It just, uh, you know, the, the color tones have just shifted a little. Um, now, there has to be a color difference to see any effect. Um, so I tried with the dog image, again, using that brown layer, and I couldn't see any difference at all because the dog image was really all brown to begin with. Um, so I said, well, let's go change that. So I, the color layer, I, I shifted it from the brown to a green uh, and now I've got a very greenish-looking dog when I do that. <laughs> um, now, the next one is HSV saturation. Um, so, HSV saturation takes the saturation of the top layer and combines that with the hue and value of the bottom layer. So, what it does is change the intensity of the colors in the combined image. Now, I went back to my green color layer and pushed the saturation up to 100. Then I combined it with the dog image using HSV saturation mode. I got a very interesting image. Um, some of the colors that were in the original image um, are kind of there, but they're more intense. Uh, some colors that were not really noticeable in the original image are now very noticeable. And two things that, that stood out in the, in the picture of the dog, under the eyes looked very black. Um, and the nose uh, of the dog, the muzzle, looked uh, very black. Um, but black is rarely a pure color. Uh, more often, it's a very dark version of other colors. So what we see here by pushing up the saturation is that what was black in this particular case is now looking very blue. Uh, interesting effect. Uh, so clearly there were shades of a very muted dark blue in those blacks originally and now with the saturation maxed out they, they really pop out. Uh, similarly some of the brown in the original image uh, was kind of a reddish brown, and it's a lot more reddish now. <laughs> so it really brought that out. Now, the color layer I used was green. You don't really see much of that here because there wasn't much green in the original image. A little bit I can see is not from the dog itself, but from the background of the picture. Um, I did the same thing with the toy image. Again, with the green uh, layer using HSV saturation. Um, and the wizard appeared gray in the original. Um, the, I mean, no, the wi wizard was, was bluish, but it's now a very dark blue. The shadow was gray in the original, but it obviously must have had a bit more red in it because now it's very red. Um, you know, the gray uh, pedestal holding the crystal ball is now a very green pedestal. And the background, you, you can see colors 
little splotches of color in the background. And then the background was white, but it was not a pure white. It had some color in it, obviously. And the maximized saturation brought that all out. Now, next one is HSL color. Now, this is a slightly different color model called the HSL model, which has the same hue and saturation, but instead of value, uses lightness. Now, the lightness is an attempt to match the way paints mix in the real world, uh, with more white giving lighter colors and more black giving darker colors. If you've ever watched a, a painter, uh, and I don't mean a house painter, I mean a fine art painter, you know, someone with a palette living in an artist's garret kind of thing. Watch the way they mix paints when they're working on a painting, and they'll put in a little bit of a, uh, a red, for instance, and then mix in some white, and the red will start going more and more towards pink as they mix the white in. So lightness is an attempt to model that sort of thing. More white makes it lighter, more black makes it darker. So in this mode, the hue and saturation of the top layer mixes with the lightness of the bottom layer. Now, to colorize a black and white photo, that's something you, you could do with this very nicely. Because the black and white... Um, Basically, it's all lightness anyway. It's just, you know, how intense is the is the white and, and, you know, how much black is there. So that's all you're measuring in the bottom layer anyway. So um, let's try colorizing a photo. So I wanted to get a nice black and white image. I went to a, a site called Snappy Goat, link in the show notes, which has 13 million public domain or CC0 images. And I grabbed a black and white photo of a little girl. Um, then I created a color layer with uh, green again, because I like green. Now, I combine them and I get a green image of a girl. Now, if I was seriously trying to color this image, what I might do is keep the green for the vegetation in the background, because that actually does not look all that unnatural. Uh, I might cut down the uh, opacity a little bit, and some things like that. Um, and then I might want to use a layer mask to uh, get rid of the green on the girl herself. Um, you know, separately color her hair, which is probably blondish. Um, and then her skin would be flesh tone, etc. But this isn't a tutorial on how to colorize black and white photos. Now, the next one I want to cover is called HSV value. Now, as you probably guessed, the HSV value mode keeps the value of the top layer and combines that with the hue and saturation of the bottom layer. Recall that value is a measure of the brightness as expressed by the shades of gray. So a good way to illustrate this is by using a grayscale gradient as the top layer. So I created a linear gradient using black as the foreground color and white as the background color and combined it with the dog image and I got one that starts off almost black on the edge 
lightens up as you move towards the right. And the dog starts to come through, but it, it's, you know, through a, through a glass darkly. Did the same thing with the toy image. Um, and again, you know, it starts off virtually black on the left-hand side and lightens up as you move to the right. But in, in both cases, it's, it's pretty muted. Now, interesting would be to take this uh, particular layer mode, the HSV value mode, um, and do it with a pure white color layer. And what that does is gives a very interesting washed out effect to the combination. Um, so I did it with the, the toy image and it, it's, uh, it, it's like the color is, is very muted. Um, some parts of the image almost seem to disappear if they're so light. Now, what would happen if you did it with a pure black layer? Well, if you think about it, <laughs> the result, and you can try the experiment, is you would get a pure black image. No light can escape from a black hole. So, with that, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio, uh, signing off, and as always, encouraging you to support free software. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.